All right. Hello, friends and fiends. This is Bow Down, Serve Me a Kink Chat. Uh, this is your lovely hostess, Goddess Sunsets. Um, and welcome. I apologize. It ended up being a little bit more of a longer hiatus than I had wanted to. Um, but I'm back. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you might have known that I just finished my master's program. So that's kind of where my mind was for the past few weeks. Um, just kind of working on some stuff in vanilla life. But I finished as of Thursday night. Um, I did my last project, submitted it, um, and I am super, super excited to, to be done. Um, I'm officially a master <laughs> uh, now. Um, but that also means that I'm able to kind of focus in a little bit more on some of my kink projects that I haven't gotten a chance to really dive in uh, head first. So um, I am super excited. I'm happy and to be back to all of you. Uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome. If you have listened to my episodes before, definitely welcome back. Um, this is really a just kink chat that talks a little bit about everything. So we've talked about a couple really interesting topics um, for the past few episodes. Um, and I released some bonus content while I wasn't recording. Um, so I'll kind of continue doing that too. Those are probably yeah, 10, 15 minutes or so if you just kind of want a quick listen. And then my normal episodes run about 30 minutes. And then obviously I have my one long chastity episode with my guest. Um, and I have some more of those coming up soon too, which I'm excited about. So quick shout out to all of my subscribers on OnlyFans that are actually watching me record this live. Um, if you love this uh, podcast, if you want to listen in uh, live when I record that or get access to my episodes a few days earlier before I release them, uh, feel free to subscribe to my OnlyFans. So it's OnlyFans.com slash Goddess Sunset. Super easy. It's $10 a month. So um, you get to subscribe. You get to see me record these live. Also, you get access to all the rest of my content as well. And of course, you get to support me. So it's a win-win all the way around. Um, what are we talking about today? So today's episode is on financial domination, FinDom. Yes, folks, I'm doing that episode. Um, mainly just because I have not done an episode or even really talked about that yet. Um, and I promise I'm not going to try to make this a sort of ranting episode. I do want it to be informative as well, um, but I might go on a tangent here or there, just be forewarned. So starting off, uh, FinDom is kind of what you see it talked about, stands for financial domination. Um, you see this a lot <laughs> played out in social media nowadays. Biggest thing, obviously, on Twitter. So you go on Twitter and most of the doms that you see are FinDoms or they call themselves FinDoms. Um, now, I am going to do a quick PSA. Once again, um, all of my views, my experiences, how I define things are my own. So the way in which I personally define what financial domination of FinDom is uh, might be different from how other DOMs view it or go about it or what have you. Um, so it's very tough when you're looking at financial domination because there is kind of a bit of a gray area there. And we'll get into kind of why why that is. Um, so on the surface, really what financial domination is um, are subs who enjoy sending. So that's monetarily. 
um, via, we call them tributes. And they just enjoy sending for the sake of sending. It's not transactional. And by that, I mean, they're not sending, hoping to get something in return. So they're not sending, looking for a session. Um, They're not necessarily sending, looking for attention or anything along those lines. It really is that they actually just enjoy sending to someone that they view as like a superior woman or, or a dom. Um, and so the dom who is practicing the thin dom really is just kind of there as a means of collecting <laughs> tributes. Um, now there are very, very, very few doms out there that are just thin doms in and of itself. Like that's all they do. They just sit there and they receive money and that's it. Um, because personally, I think that would just kind of be a little boring. Um, so for those folks who have interacted with me, have gone on you know, my blog or have been on my Twitter, um, know that I do identify as a fandom. Um, generally, I use that term because it's a little bit easier than going into a full explanation of everything. Um, to get a little bit more specific, typically what I say is that I am a femdom that has a fandom kink. Um, and the reason I make that sort of uh, specific specification specification um, is because I actually do enjoy a lot of other kinks in addition to fandom. So I do kind of mix and match a lot of those things together, or I might incorporate different, you know, fandom or sorry, femdom kinks in with fandom, and kind of gets all wrapped around in and of itself. Um, so for that reason is also why things tend to get a little bit confusing when you're looking at, you know, Twitter or, or Reddit or OnlyFans or things like that, because also a lot of doms on those sites, you know, do a lot of different things. You know, some of them might offer sessions, some of them might have, you know, clips that they're selling. Um, and they might also have own subs. So there's a lot of different avenues of that. It can get very confusing. Um, Findom tends to get a very bad rap, um, especially on Twitter. I think on some other platforms, not so much, uh, but all my time on, on Twitter, from what I've seen, it does get a very bad rep um, because a lot of people are not thinking about Findom as within, like as a kink or within BDSM. They're not really understanding that there is levels to it, that it does need to be SSC, so safe, sane, and consensual because it is a kink. Um, And so you do get a lot of sort of newer doms that are coming in thinking that, oh, this is just a cool way to make money. Um, I can do whatever. Like, I don't really have to think about the subs or or whatever. Um, I can just make money. I can, you know, flip off my middle finger. I can call people idiots and just take in their money and and that's it. Um, And what happens is that, you know, you get a lot of younger doms. And by that, I mean, younger in age, not necessarily younger in experience. Um, but they're younger in age, you know, they're thin, they're fit, they're pretty. Um, so, you know, you have a lot of subs that are just instantly attracted to the look of the dom, not necessarily what their domination style is like. And so, you know, they start tributing these doms, the dom themselves, being new and inexperienced, don't really know what they're doing, and it ends up just kind of being a bad situation. Um, 
And then, you know, the sub feels like that they've been scammed for some reason. Um, the Dom doesn't really care because they've made money and it just kind of all fizzles out. And I've seen this played out so many times. Um, and then you get some doms that, you know, think they're doing FinDom, but really what it is is that they're doing more on like the program sex work type of deal where they're, you know, selling contents or something along those lines. So for me personally, I do not believe that selling content is financial domination. Um, even if that specific content is FinDom related. So by that I mean if a dominant or, you know, a content creator creates a clip, so creates a video um, that is maybe talking about financial domination. I personally do not feel that that's still financial domination because they're selling a clip. Um, now, obviously, there's a lot more other different types of content out there, you know, really cater to any kind of fetish. And they'll put it up on the clip site. You know, you can go, you can pay for it. Um, I just feel that that's just that's transactional. That's typical commerce. Um, so I don't view that as financial domination. I also do not view sessions as financial domination. So if a submissive, you know, comes to comes to me and they want to do a paid session, which I do offer, um, you know, we'll discuss beforehand what kind of session they're looking for. I always ask um, what their limits are. Um, cause I do want to be respectful of those always. Um, you know, we set up a time length, we set up, you know, when we want to host the session. Um, and then there is that transactional piece. So they pay for the session and the session is going to go a certain way. Um, now I still am dominating them throughout that session, but they are paying for a service. I am a service provider in that instance. Uh, I do not view that as financial domination. Um, that being said, there are some types of financial domination or FinDom sessions where it is not transactional. Um, you might see those often called drains, um, which are definitely a lot of fun. I enjoy them. Uh, it's essentially when, you know, a dominant is just, you know, requesting money or the sub is just constantly sending money over a period of time. Um, so it could be like an hour, it could be an afternoon, it could be all day or what have you, or even longer if you're in a long-term relationship um, with a, you know, a, a submissive. Um, so those, because it's not transactional, because they're not sending, because they are looking for something, that is financial domination. So I hope you're starting to understand a little bit of those areas and honestly where some of those gray lines can occur because, you know, one dom can do a lot of different things. As I said, you know, I offer sessions. I also do FinDom. So I try to be very upfront whenever a submissive uh, contacts me with really what they're looking for. So on the submissive, I think it's really important to know know yourself, <laughs> to be very introspective on what you're looking for. Um, you know, if you're going on Twitter to find a dom, mostly what you're going to find is thin doms. You're going to, or those that are looking for that monetary, that transactional piece. If you're not looking for that, get off of Twitter. <laughs> I like, I, a part of this episode is just because I've seen so many submissives on Twitter that are just commenting essentially crap because I don't know better. Um, and it, it just irks me sometimes. So I said, I'm not going to rant. I won't get into it, but really understand what you're looking for. 
if you are looking for a session, that's perfectly fine. Pay a provider for a session. Nothing wrong with that. No one's going to think less of you. They're not less of submissive because of that. That's just how you want to go about it. Do your thing. Boo. Um, if you are looking for ownership and you don't want there to be a financial component to it, get off of Twitter. Odds are you're really not going to find that there. Go to FetLife. Uh, if you've not heard of FetLife before, I think I may have mentioned it in a previous episode, but FetLife is essentially like Facebook for kink people. You can go in, you can create a profile. There are groups you can join. There are things where you can find about find out about local events. Um, I find that if you're looking for something that's not monetary and just purely like fandom or, or, or something like that, um, go on FetLife. That's probably going to be your best bet. You could also probably check out Reddit. There is a huge mix. I am still trying to figure out Reddit to be completely honest, but there are like uh, BDSM personal, like where you can post an ad or see different things. Um, that's going to be your best bet for that. So be smart about where you're looking for your dom. Um, that's just to kind of <laughs> to kind of put it out there. Um, because even a lot of the doms on there, it's, I don't want to bash any dom by any means. Um, but there are a lot out there that think they're doing one thing and they're just really not, or they're kind of confusing things. Um, another big thing that thin doms tend to get because of the monetary aspect of our kink is that, oh, well, if you loved what you're doing, you wouldn't get paid for it. So the assumption is that because we're fin doms, we don't actually enjoy BDSM. We're just doing it for the money. And obviously there are some out there that probably are in that route where they don't actually enjoy the kink. I would say when you're, when you find that real dominant who is into financial domination as a kink or just a fin dom, um, they're, they're actually into BDSM. Like I enjoy BDSM. I enjoy kink. Obviously I have this podcast. Like I've talked about my kinks. Findom is just one of those kinks and I enjoy it all. But just because there is a monetary value or a monetary piece attached to it doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. Um, and that's what I see a lot. And that just like annoys the shit out of me. Um, because there are a lot of things about Findom that are just really sexy to me. <laughs> so for me personally, the reason why I like financial domination so much is that there is a big control aspect to it. So obviously money in general is just very important to anybody, you know? And so for a submissive to willingly sacrifice something that, you know, they potentially worked hard for just, is just so hot to me. <laughs> It, like it, it's a big control aspect. You know, they're willingly giving this to me. I'm not forcing them to do it. Um, that's not my style when it comes to Vendom. I don't like to, you know, force someone to send. Um, I like for them to willingly do it, to willingly want to make that sacrifice to me. And, you know, being able to take that and take that sacrifice is just so, it's just so good. Like talking about it right now just gets me really excited. Um, but then additionally, it's because, it helps me get the things that I want. Um, and so by that, to give you just a little brief history into my background, um, I grew up, I would say, lower class working, I guess they call it working class, um, where, you know, I had a single mother, there was me and my two sisters. So she was kind of supporting the family. Um, you know, we 
had everything that we need. You know, bills were paid, rent was paid. Um, but in terms of like the things that we wanted, those extras, we didn't really get a lot of that. Um, and so as I have gone through life, you know, personally, I'm doing very well for myself. You know, I have a great job even admit all of this COVID stuff. So I'm very thankful. Like I've, I just got my master's. I've worked very hard. Um, so I'm in a good spot, like personally, financially, but I think my frame of mind is still in this aspect where I want to put a lot of my money towards savings. It's very hard for me to buy things that I want because I, I just am always kind of waiting for that big shoot a drop where something happens and I have this big expense and I, I just want to make sure I have the money for it. Um, and so even though I could, you know, make, you know, big purchases, I could buy that really expensive pair of shoes. I have the money for it. Um, even if I really, really, really deep down want it, like I've been wanting it for months, it's still personally very hard for me to spend my own money and click that, you know, add to cart and actually, you know, buy that. However, you know, with FinDom, it's actually allowed me to kind of enjoy a lot more things in life um, in terms of objects. <laughs> um, now, feel however you want to feel about that. Sometimes objects just make you happy. Um, and because of Findom, I feel a lot better about spending that money <laughs> on, you know, that extra pair of shoes or that shirt or, you know, even a new piece of artwork or something like that where I might have not done so if it was just kind of coming out of my own pocket. Um, so that's personally just why I've enjoyed Fendom. Um, and it's just a really cool dynamic to have with those subs that are sending to you too, because, you know, a real true financial submissive or a fin sub actually gets excited. They get excited from sending, they get excited from seeing what you're purchasing um, because it also means that a little part of them is with you. Um, or at least that's how I feel is that, um, you know, anything that I buy with the FinSub's money, um, I do tend to think about them when I am using that item or when I take it out or I may take some pictures, you know, wearing those new pair of shoes and showing them. And it, it, I don't know, for me, it just kind of enhances the, the relationship a lot more. Um, now, that being said, you know, I do have some relationships where they're is not a financial component. It doesn't lessen the relationship I have with those subs by any means. It's just a different dynamic. Um, every single relationship you have is going to be different and unique. Um, and so that's kind of why I always start off when I'm talking with a submissive. I do let everyone know that I am a FinDom, I have a FinDom kink. Um, I mean, you could easily go onto my Twitter and immediately after three tweets, you would know that. Um, and because of that, you know, I have had a lot of submissives that are like, I'm not into this by like, which is fine. I'm not going to pressure anyone into that because obviously not everyone is in the financial position to participate in this kink. Um, and that's another thing, too, that I also think it's a, a bad rep is if you go on Twitter, you know, you see some doms that are talking about, um, you know, I want to bankrupt you. I want you to go in debt for me. Or you see some submissives that have just sent so, so, so much that they are in debt, that they're, you know, not doing well. Um, and there does need to be a little bit of personal responsibility. I will say that um, you can't blame it on the Dom if they're taking all this money because the sub did decide to, to send it at the end of the day. Um, you know, no one is actually forcing them. They are choosing to do that. 
Um, but that being said, I personally do work within my submissives budget. Um, now I do like to push them sometimes, especially when there are special occasions or there's something I really want. Um, but it's never, you know, I'm never going to want to bankrupt a sub or to put them in debt because when they're in that position, they can't send to me anymore. So like, what's, what's the point? Um, and you also have to remember that a lot of Twitter is for promotional purposes. So even though doms are saying this, they probably have never done that. They probably are not, you know, going to do that. Um, but that that's where that conversation comes in with actually talking to, you know, the dom that you're, that you're interested in. So um, like I said, I'm very upfront in the very beginning. And, you know, there have been a lot of, um, there have been a lot of times where I will do like sessions with a sub that's transactional and we decide that we want to potentially move it into something that um, is uh, a little bit more, you know, diving deep into our personal connection. So seeing if we do want to, you know, take this into a realm of being not just doing sessions, but, you know, being under consideration, talking more often. Um, this has actually happened to me on two times. <laughs> Uh, within the past like two months um, because sometimes sessions can be a lot of fun uh, and when you find someone that you actually do enjoy doing a session with as a sub you know if you're continuing to want to look for sessions a lot of times you're just going to go back to the same dom that you had a really good interaction with um, and there are some folks that just want those sessions so they'll just kind of keep coming back to me and we'll keep doing those sessions and that's something that I enjoy because I do still get to know that submissive through the sessions um and like it or not we kind of get to know one another and it does deepen the experience but then you know there those are there are those submissives who feel like they are ready to take that step from just doing continuous sessions to trying to actually move it into a type of um DS relationship um and those are fun too and it, it does take you know more communication it does take the time to kind of sit down and talk through budgets that's a big part of financial domination as well is um you know if you're finding a let's say ethical <laughs> financial dominatrix um you know i will sit down i talk about budgets finances uh debt um, you know, I had one submissive who I actually made sure that they were putting money towards their savings every pay period in addition to sending to me. And they actually had a healthy savings. <laughs> um, that, that sub isn't with me any longer. But, um, you know, I, I do want my submissives. The idea for the subs that I own or I, I take under consideration is I want to make them not just the best sub for me, but I want to make them a better person in general. Um, and if that means that through my control, I can help give them structure. I can help give them rules that are going to just be beneficial to not just serving me, but to them just in the grand scheme of their life. That really is the ultimate goal. Um, I know submissives sometimes need that, that control, that direction. And that's where I come in. And, you know, that can happen even with financial domination. Um, so what I've discussed now is kind of a lot of the financial domination that happens online. Now, obviously, this can be done in a real world setting. Um, if you are in a female-led relationship, so FLR, um, you know, there might be a situation where the dom um, in the relationship is controlling all the money. So maybe they're the ones that are, you know, controlling the accounts. Um, you know, they're seeing and paying the bills. They may give the sub, you know, an allowance. Um, or the sub may have to ask 
whenever they want to spend money or make big, big purchases. Um, that can happen online. It does get a little bit trickier, um, obviously, with having someone else, you know, access the sub's account. Um, and it involves a hell of a lot of trust. Um but, you know, there are some people that I have seen that are in those type of relationships as well. So um, I would say that it takes a lot of time to get to that space. Do not jump right into that uh, because there is money on the line. Like I said before, you know, money is important. Um, you know, no matter who you are, you know, you could be someone who is in their first job and or someone who's like a fucking billionaire. Either way, money's probably going to be important to you. Um, but I will say that Anyone can participate in financial domination if they really want to. Um, you know, I've had, um, you know, college students that have had work study jobs that just save up and send to me. Um, and I've had, you know, people that are managers and companies that send to me. So there's a, there's a big mix. Um, I would say if it's something that you even, you know, maybe want to explore a little bit, that's okay too. Um, you can do that as a small session and see how it feels. Um, I've had subs that, you know, just done pure sessions. They may know that I'm a FinDom. I'll tell them, you know, if that's not what you want in your paid session with me, that's fine. I'm not going to pressure you to send more. Um, that's not how I go about it. But some of them do get curious. And so, you know, we might do a regular session, but afterwards they may send something extra. And that, then I kind of like push them and delve into a little bit more of, you know, how do they feel when they sent? You know, did you feel excited when you sent? Did you feel your heart pumping? Um, you know, and, and delving a little bit. So it's a little bit psychological um, in there as well. Um, and then I have, you know, I have had some that, that have gotten really excited and they start to send or, you know, maybe they back off and there's a big ebb and flow to it, which is perfectly fine as well. But really what I hope you got from this episode is that one, not all FinDoms are the same. Um, two, most of the financial domination that you see on Twitter is probably not BDSM. Um, really, once again, it just all goes down to research. Um, please research your DOMs. Um, and then three, you know, actually talk to them. Um, you know, if you are considering wanting to do a session or wanting to serve them, um, you know, if you are approaching a FinDom, especially on Twitter, if they have a tribute um, that they're asking for, like right up front, no, that's not a scam. Um, you'd be surprised how many people enter our inboxes with just crap. Um, and so really, it's just a sign of respect. You're saying that I am respecting your kink. Your kink is financial. It is money. Um and so send. <laughs> like, if you want to talk to a financial dominatrix and they're asking for an initial tribute, whether you like it or not, if you want to talk to this dom, be respectful, send a tribute, and then message them. Or if it doesn't say so, just message them and ask, hey, I know you're a financial dominatrix. I'm very interested in talking with you. I didn't see if you had an initial tribute. You know, can I send something? Um, or asking what their preferred payment methods are or something like that. I guarantee you that will always get a response. If you're sending something like, hi, hey, oh my God, you're beautiful. I instantly delete those because they're just annoying. And I probably get around 10 of those a day. Um, the ones that approach me respectfully are the ones that are going to get a response. Um, I do not have an initial tribute amount. So I don't have um, any sort of set amount that someone has to tribute to talk to me. 
but you must do it respectfully. If you just message me initially with crap, I'm just going to completely ignore it. That being said, if you you message me with initial tribute, I'm going to be excited. Um, but I've also had people approach with an initial tribute. We talk a little bit and we realize this is just not a good fit. It is what it is as well. Um, so also be prepared for that to happen. Remember that this is like dating. <laughs> um, it's no different than you, you know, matching with someone on Tinder, talking to each other for a little bit. You go out for a date, you find out that eh, maybe we're not a good fit. But at the end of the night, you pay for the date anyways, and you go your separate ways. It's kind of the same thing. Uh, I think so many times, especially on social media, especially on Twitter, um, you know, subs tend to not think that this is real, like real quote unquote relationship. Um, but there are a lot of ways where it is very much like a vanilla relationship, especially in the beginning parts. You're not calling it dating per se, um, but it's kind of like that. You know, you are sort of dating around, especially in the beginning. You know, Twitter profiles are really no different than like Tinder profiles. And if you think about it that way, they might help. Um, so I'm going to wrap this up. Um, it didn't actually turn into a rant, so I'm very happy for that. Um, thank you for listening in again. If you are interested in following me, learning a little bit more, um, check out me on Twitter at Goddess Sunset. Um, definitely subscribe to my OnlyFans. Once again, OnlyFans.com slash Goddess Sunset. You can also just find all these links on my website, which is a touch of sunset. Um, so happy to be back. I hope you guys are all happy, healthy, living life um, and enjoy and coming at you next time.